The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. So today I am excited to uh, talk with uh, Jessica Nungare, the community manager at Vintage Apartments in Pleasanton, California. Um, so Vintage is managed by Graystar. And the big reason why I wanted to have Jessica on this podcast is because um, they recently rolled out Pooh Prints. And if anyone knows um, the property management industry residents are very, very, <laughs> can be very aggressive and very disagreeable uh, when it comes to things like these. So Jessica and her team really demonstrated like a master art in resident communication with how they handled the role conversation with residents rather than just like sending one email and that'd be it. So one is going to dig into that. Uh, but before doing that, welcome, Jessica. We'd love to learn a little bit more about you, <laughs> how you got into property management, and then talk about your residence. Okay. So I've actually been in property management now for about five years. Um, and I've actually always known about property management because my mom is actually, she's actually a vendor who cleans apartments. So she cleans vacant apartments. That's her business. Yes. So ever since I was little, I would like go to work with my mom. Every summer it was like, all right, it's, it's, it's work time with my mom. I'll work with her. And I was, you know, was aware of it. And I was, you know, obviously this is when I was younger and, as an adult, I was working as a contracts administrator for a home builder. I was working there for a year and I actually really found that I hated my job with a passion. <laughs> um, oh, wow. because, yes, because I was always getting in trouble for talking a lot. So that was like something that my manager would always be in trouble about. She would always come over your place, like you know, you you distract other people, all of these kinds of things. And I was just realizing like this is not the job for me because I enjoy talking to people. I that's I need that kind of interaction. So I reached out to a friend and she was like, oh, yeah, there's a Lisa in Hercules. I can get you in with the manager, you know, just apply for it and I'll let her know about you. So I applied and I had my first interview with her and it went great. And I was so unhappy and I was so headstrong and disturbed. I was going to get the job that I quit my job that day. <laughs> I scheduled the oh, wow. interview. Yeah, and I, and I got the job. So it all worked out. That's good. That's a very, very brave move. Like quitting before you finally actually get the offer. Yeah, I was just so, I mean, honestly, younger Jessica, I'm just like, wow, you were a brave girl because I was just like, I'm going to get this job. Like I didn't had it in my head. Like I'm going to get this job. What other candidates better than me? 
And I, I got the job and I've been, you know, I, I've loved it ever since then. That was five years ago. I started as a leasing agent, mm-hmm. uh, moved up as an assistant manager, and now I'm a community manager. Um, and I've been at three different properties so far. And I the current property I'm at now, I've been here for three years. Oh, wow. So I yeah. feel like property management definitely is for people that are in some ways like very outgoing, especially if you start off as a leasing agent. And then if you are really someone that's very extroverted and likes to talk, <laughs> you definitely get a residence at your door all the time. So I think this is definitely the right industry for you then. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I'm telling you, like, even like back since I was little, like I, I still have report cards and stuff. And on there, it will say Jessica distracts her classmates. <laughs> I don't. I just, I just love it, you know, and, and, and getting to know the residents and they come in and you build a rapport with them. And, you know, that, that's like the one thing that I really, really love because you build relationships in this job. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have a little bit of distance between yourself and the residents, but like it's honestly, I think, amazing. You learn so much about so many different kinds of people. Um, that it, it's great, I would say. Nice. So what would you say is your favorite part about being in the industry or being a property manager as a whole? I would say the connections you make, um, not just with the residents, but I think the connections you make with your team members. Um, I have an amazing assistant. Now I have a, um, I have an amazing leasing agent um, who's Olivia. And I'm just like, oh my God, I, I, I want her to grow in this industry. Like I can see it for her. And just like feel, and I have so many people, like um, different community managers and leasing agents I've met over the years that I've built a friendship with. And it's great to have someone in the industry that understands because I feel like mm-hmm. other people don't understand what you go through. Um, so yeah. I would say like the connections you make is, is, is it's a connection that other, I don't think a lot of other people will understand. Yeah. That's always like so close knit because what's so interesting about being on site is it's typically anywhere from like two to five people. So it is like a very small office. Uh, mm-hmm. So Flamingo is very much a startup. And I think on sites are very similar to startups. Like it's a small group of people trying to do a lot of things like very quickly and manage a lot of different uh, customers, which is essentially what you have. So it really oh, does yeah. you to really build relationships. It really does. And then like, yeah, like just the connections that you also build with your residents and like learning different things. And then also I would like to say that because of this industry, it's actually brought in my mind. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of the world has a lot of like very black and white thinking, like Mm -hmm. it's either this or that. But really, there's just like so many different layers to people and the decisions they make and the way that they are. Everyone is raised differently. So this really this career like really exposes you to, you know, to have an open mindset. I mean, some people don't have it, which is fine. They'll never have it. But that's what it's been like a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I imagine as well, too, especially because for property management, you are essentially in what people consider their house. It's like, this is where I live. So everything is way more personal than it would be if uh, it's like a restaurant or something else. So it's like people's homes you're dealing with. 
Yeah, and I've worked in now. I've worked in both. I used to work at a, a Mexican food store for about. <laughs> I worked there for three years, and people were vicious there when they were upset about food. But I would say the level of viciousness that can happen in property management doesn't. I don't. It doesn't compare. Like, <laughs> but. Um. Or like the gratitude they show too, like the grat, like mm -hmm. you know, some people are so kind, and it really it, it balances each other out. I would say. Yeah. So why do you think that level of viciousness is there so much more than in other places? Is it just because this really is their home, or you think it's something else? I think it's. I think it's because it's their home. You know, like people are protective of their home. I would say it's the one thing that people, you know, have a guarantee like that they have, right? Like these people live here. They they come to their home for peace and solace. And when that doesn't happen, even a very kind resident that you've had a great rapport with can like flip on you in a second because they're upset and they want to see results they want to see actions and they want answers so i always tell my leasing agents like they're always whenever like there's a problem sometimes i hear from them oh but they're very nice they're understanding and it's just like well they're not going to be understanding for very long so we have to like yeah. hurry up and fix this yeah and then so for you mentioned you've, you've worked at three different properties have you seen a big difference between those three or are residents at those three properties pretty similar across the board? Um, I would say all three of the properties had different residents, for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like the area that we were in or I don't know if it was the years that I was there or they were very, very different. I mean, at the end of the day, the problems are the same. Like the things that people complain about are the same. Um, I would say my last property before this one, it was called The Glen and it was only a 60 unit property. It was just myself, a part-time leasing agent and a service supervisor. Um, people there were very kind. I think there's only like one person that was that was just unreasonable beyond belief. But other than that, I had no problems there. There was nothing big or major to worry about. Mm -hmm. And also, Belmont is an older city, and mm -hmm. it was an old community. It was like a community from the 60s. Whereas, um, oh, wow. yeah, so it was an old community. My first community was a brand new community as well, just like this, but it was in Hercules. Mm -hmm. So it's a different area of the city, different careers that people are in, just because of the location that we're in. Um, so it, it, I would say people were, I don't really remember having any problems except for with two residents. But other than that, I, would, I feel like people were pretty understanding there as well. Yeah. Wow. So then let's talk about vintage. Um, so that is mm -hmm. your current community. Uh, what's yes. vintage like? Uh, what are the residents like? The residents, it's like, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because of COVID or I don't know. It's, I think it's really COVID induced, but lately I feel like my residents are very vocal. They're, it's, they're so vocal, like they're going to let you know. And even before like Flamingo and having this community board, residents like created 
like a Facebook group chat, a WhatsApp mm-hmm. chat, and they were like gaining, like they were like gaining up against us in the office. Yeah. So, uh, very, very active group of residents, I would say. So do you think that's a good thing or bad thing, like having that open level of communication with residents? Because I noticed that's definitely something that you guys do really well. And it is one of the big topics that we want to get into. I think it's like 50-50. It could be, I think it's a positive because like on the app, we were getting some people who were, I would say unreasonable in their response towards the program. And I feel like obviously it's bad to to have that backlash and have it be so public. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, other residents saw that and they were responsive as well. It's like you guys are being unreasonable. Mm-hmm. So it's more of like yeah. it's not just I, I can't say that. I cannot mm-hmm. like tell them you're a reasonable person. It's more of like when the residents say that to them, I feel like it's more mm-hmm. perceptive to take it better. And maybe they yeah. will reflect what they're saying. Yeah. So let's actually talk about um, which the main issue, which is you guys recently rolled out poop prints because you had a lot of issues with uh, people not picking up after their pets. So mm-hmm. can you kind of give some background? What exactly is poop prints? What was the issue? And then talk about the rollout and exactly how you guys approached it. Yeah. Well, so basically we have had a problem on the property for a long time of people not picking up after their dog um and i've i've been on site for three years i've only been the manager for one year but for those two years prior to that that was a big complaint um and i would have one one resident was so vocal about it and he would send me pictures of poop every single day every day i would get an email from him of the poop everywhere so our team already had it some a schedule in place of like oh this is your division you're going to clean up mm-hmm. every day before you go for an hour when you get on the oh, wow. for an hour so we have we have to have like a team of people like organized wow. to make sure we're clean we're cleaning up after the residents um and last year before covid i got a letter in the mail about um this program called no vacancy blueprints and i'm like oh you know what like this is what we need like we need this people need to be held accountable uh, people need to pick up after themselves so we were going to introduce this program last year but because of covid so what exactly is blueprints so basically poop prints is when um a resident will residents bring in their dog to us and we swab their mouth well the resident does it but they do it in front of us that we swab their mouth for their dna and send it to a lab that will then store their dna and like if a resident say all the residents already registered let's say that's the scenario and someone leaves the dog to be picked up by one of us we take that poo and send it to the lab and the lab mm-hmm. match the DNA to the poo and then we get to charge the resident because it was mm. their dog's poo. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so that's really clever. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's an amazing program. It's awesome. Um so that's what it is. And we mm-hmm. couldn't roll it out last year because it was just you know, we didn't really feel right introducing a program that could potentially charge people for not picking up after their dogs, yeah. even though they are supposed to do it. 
So we waited for this year, once things calmed down, um, to introduce the program, which is what we did. Oh, wow. So kind of talk about that rollout. So obviously it's a very sensitive issue and has to be communicated like really sensitively. So how, what was the thinking behind how you guys did it? Like one, how did you do it? And then uh, what was the reasoning behind that? Yeah, so I think it's great that you asked that because um, it took a lot, it took planning. Um, you know, it, it took like talking to the owners about it. Um, I, I will talking to my asset manager and my regional at the time, um, talking about the program and the benefits it could bring. Um, and then from there, we had a lease up, we had a community, uh, a sister community is what we call them, same owner, um, built the community in Fremont who brought that on board, like as soon as they built the community. And I reached out to multiple managers in Graystar that also had this community. So I brought forth that communication to my asset team um, as to why it will be a good asset to have this program. And then I got feedback from those managers, like how they rolled it out. And this was all last year. Um, and then, you know, finally, when I was able to get them to agree for the program, to introduce the program, we purchased the kits, we set the dates of when we we're going to release it. Um, and then we worked with Pooprints. They, pro they provided the letter. We all reviewed it as a team. We adjusted it. And then um, we sent it out to the residents. And we sent it out as, oh, this is a new initiative for 30 mm -hmm. days. We will do a free swap, um, you yeah. know, if you're in your lease. And then after that renewals, you will have to register your dog and you will have to pay for it if you didn't do it for free. Mm -hmm. So I really like that part because it was very strategic. Like one, you spend time learning from other communities, like how they wrote it out. And I'm sure you, they gave you a bunch of tips and best practices. Mm -hmm and potentially some yeah. pitfalls to avoid. And then I also like the fact that you guys decided to uh, soften the blow by providing them with, I think you said 30 days also, where they could do this for free and it would be of no impact to them. Mm -hmm. So then the other thing that I really liked was you guys really made it like a two-way conversation. So a lot of times in property management, when there is an announcement to make or a change, it's typically just sent out as an email and that's like really it. So residents don't really have the opportunity to provide input. Um, so for you guys, you were able to send something through uh, your portal that allowed residents to really respond. And then you were actively responding to other people as they commented and obviously people were very like supportive. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit more? Yeah, you know, I was actually only going to send it out as an email on Rent Cafe, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I just knew that people were going to talk about it. I knew that even if I didn't post it on the app, that people were going to mm -hmm. say something and they were going to create their own narrative on the app. Yeah. Um, or even those that are just curious about it. I knew a conversation was going to be sparked there. And mm -hmm. also last year when I, I was a new manager, like an, a new manager of this property, I had just been promoted from the assistant to community manager. And mm -hmm. a lot of the feedback I received last year was that I did not have good communication to the residents. Um, that was like mm -hmm. a consistent thing that people would bring up. 
And unfortunately, there was just so many so many things that played into that communication um, because of COVID. My regional couldn't come to the property. Um, I, I didn't have as much communication with her as I would have liked. Um, we didn't know anything about COVID, so no communications really went out. Um, so this year, uh, with my new regional, we decided that we need to make like turn it around and make sure that we are actively communicating with residents. Um, so that's exactly what we just decided to do, just post it on there. And at first, when we did it, I didn't even realize that we would get that much negative feedback. I was under the inception yeah. that we would get mostly positive <laughs> feedback about it. And so the negative feedback, the negative backlash we received, it was just surprising to me because I wholeheartedly believe in this program. So mm -hmm. when I was communicating to the residents, I was making sure that my belief of the program was like showing through to them. And mm -hmm. I really care about the cleanliness of the property. So that's kind of how I was like looking to um, provide communication to them when they were asking questions about it. Yeah, I think that's like so key. We hear this a lot. And that's why Flamingo, we really emphasize or try to really focus on tools that allow that uh, two-way conversation between the property and the residents. Because this, that it's like anything else, whether it's at work or relationships or anywhere else, communication is always like key. And yeah. the assumption is always there. Even if you think that it's such a great idea, a lot of residents might have their own like preconceptions. And you don't know until you actually put that out there. And if there is no uh, tool or system for them to air uh, their complaints, they are going to go on the Google, Facebook, Yelp to leave the reviews. And that's why we always yeah. like encourage, like have that two-way dialogue and leave, give them the opportunity to really air whatever preconceptions they might have. Yeah. and. It was just like, it was really unexpected for me. And I, it, it was just, you know, I guess like, I just didn't want to be put in a position again where it's like, um, Jessica's not communicating effectively, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I wanted to make sure that I communicated. And again, because I believe in the program and here in the office, we all believe in the program. Um, that's why I feel like we really did work on the communications for residents because, you know, some of the feedback that we got, as you saw, was, oh, there's security issues. Why are you not uh, taking care of the security issues before doing something like this? Um, but, you know, we can do both. We can work. We can focus yeah. on both. I, I, I don't have a small team. I have a, a nice sized team of about five people. We can do it. We, we care about both things. We care about the security and we care about the cleanliness. Mm -hmm. It's not a all or nothing mentality. Uh, so that's how we chose, we chose to communicate it to the residents. Yeah. And like I said, I think you guys did this. Like this was a lesson and a master art or master class in communication because one, you send it out and then we're able to respond as things that came up. And what I also really liked, which is what I always uh, recommend, is even though you see all the negatives that some people might have you then get the people that really the other residents that see the value and they come to your defense and they are like this is great like we absolutely need this yes and i i really love that because 
people see it. You know, we're not the only ones who see how much poop there is on the property. Everyone sees mm-hmm. it. It's not a it's not a secret that people don't pick up after their pets. Um, so mm-hmm. that was nice to see that come out too. Um, and even and I think also something that really helps is to keep the the conversation factual and mm-hmm. keep your emotions out of it because once you yeah. start responding emotionally and like mm-hmm. that's when you lose everything so yeah it's, people won't respect that so you just have yeah. i i made sure that the email or like the communication that went back out was just very factual understanding mm-hmm. that they're upset but you know they're not going to change their minds the program is still going to mm-hmm. go through yeah. And I feel like even though you say it's you want to keep it like fact based, I feel like in property management, it's really hard not to take things personally, especially when you see what people write. And then um, especially if it's external on a review site. So for you, like, how do you manage that? Because mental health is something that's really important to everyone. So for you, how do you manage those emotions how do you keep things in check when it's just really difficult not to take it personally i work out a lot (laughs) 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 i I, literally i I do a lot of heavy lifting i make sure that in the morning the very first thing i do in the morning is i go to the gym and like that is like that really blows my steam off because Mm -hmm. It is upsetting. And for me, I'm not the kind of, I'm the kind of person that sees something and gets angry. So I'm the kind, like, I need to focus on controlling my temper um, mm-hmm. because I want to defend myself, you know, against yeah. what you're saying. And then another mm-hmm. thing that, that I feel that helps me, I'm not perfect because man, those messages really like hurt your feelings. It yeah. hurt my feelings seeing some of that stuff, but I think thinking about like, okay, what there's, dude, is there anything factual about what they're saying about me? Is there anything that they're saying that is kind of true or are they just simply being unreasonable? Um, so I do a lot of self-reflecting when I get negative feedback. And then also another thing is these people don't know what it takes to run a property this size. They, and they may think they know, they may think they know better. And some of their suggestions are great. Um, you know, we take those suggestions into consideration, but I always remind myself, like, it's taken me five years to get to where I am now. Not that I know the best, but I it's not just me, it's a whole team. We know what's the best for the property. We review it with our asset manager. So to them, one of the things they kept saying was, oh, add, just add gates, add gates, and add security. But... That's not a reasonable solution, and it's not something that would happen overnight. So it's not really something. It, it just kind of goes to the point of like they don't really understand what they're requesting, or they don't yeah. really understand what it takes to run the property. And it's not a way to look at them negatively, but just look at it as like, okay, like we're doing the right thing. We're doing our best. Mm-hmm. So then, how do you convey that to residents then when? Because it's always great to get feedback from residents because they might see things that you don't know, but obviously there are a lot of things that they just don't know because they are not in property management. So how do you convey 
that to a resident that what they are requesting just isn't reasonable or doesn't make any sense based on your experience and based on experience of other properties? Mm-hmm. I guess we need, well, one of the big things is like agreeing with them, right? Of like, mm-hmm. I agree with you that this is not okay. Um, and unfortunately, what your suggestion, may, what you're suggesting may not be something that we could do mm-hmm. at this time but it's definitely something that we can look into for the future or, you know, just, you know, that, that's what I say because they, I think a lot of times people just want to be heard. People yeah. just want to tell you what they're upset about and they just want to be mm-hmm. understood. And sometimes people just want, and I'm sorry. And I feel like, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry goes a long way, especially if you're wrong or, you know, you People just want to be heard. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's like the big thing. They yeah. just want to know that you're listening to them and that you care. I love that. And then, so I want to end the podcast. So since this is the resident experience and engagement podcast, uh, what do you think lies in the future for resident engagement and experience? So looking at the future, where, where do you think properties one needs to improve? Uh, where do you think things are headed? Um, like how, like, um, what we could do better or, uh, just in general. So when you think about resident experience, definitely a big thing that you mentioned was around communication. So making sure that residents feel heard, uh, making sure that they feel like listened to. So as you think about what really makes a great resident experience, what are some of the things that you predict in the future? Okay, so I think what makes a great resident experience is how you make them feel, not necessarily what you do, Um, because some people, some, you know, communities may have a a lot of events, but if they don't feel like the property team cares about them and they don't feel that genuineness from you, you're not going to succeed in that end, in that front. Um, and from here in the future, I feel like things obviously are going to change a lot. Things are going to, um, I think things are going to get better from here. I mean, I'm an optimist and I think, Mm -hmm. uh, moving forward after COVID, I think, I think communities are going to be a lot more involved with their residents. Um, you know, a lot more, you know, like events where people can meet face to face because I feel like that's a lot of what lacked last year of not being mm-hmm. able to have that engagement with one another. And if people don't know who you are, the more likely that they're to attack you personally. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Well, Jessica, I really appreciate you being on the podcast and kind of love your focus on communication and then really making residents like feel heard and verified. So, really appreciate you jumping on. All right. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. <laughs>